You are listening to an episode of Dope with Lime, a production of the Lillian E. Smith Center at Piedmont College. Each episode of Dope with Lime explores the life, work, and legacy of Lillian E. Smith. Subscribe on iTunes or SoundCloud, and make sure to follow us on Twitter, at LES underscore center. My name is Matthew Touch, and welcome to the latest episode of Dope with Lime. Today, we're going to be speaking with Carlton Chamblin, who is owner, creator, everything with Farm to Cocktail. And he made, actually, a Lillian Shrub, which he's going to talk about. And we're also going to be speaking with Julie Adams, who is the owner, co-owner of Blue Ridge Roasters, who is roasting, actually, a coffee based off of Lillian called the Laurel Leaf. And we're just going to talk about why they chose to make these things uh, inspired by Lillian Smith. So, welcome. Thank you so much, Matthew, for having me here today. It's good to be here. Really excited <laughs> to do this. Yes, thank you for being here. And I think, I think this is this is kind of a different podcast from what we've done, because typically we speak to scholars and writers and things like that. But Lillian Smith has had a huge impact on your life, specifically if you're, if you're making things based off of her and inspired by her. And, you know, I know what coffee is. And Carlton does uh, shrubs, which I had no clue what shrubs were. I came up to Clayton... Oh, actually, when I got this job and somebody told me that there was this guy in Clayton who was running Farm to Cocktail and he had a shrub. And I was like, what's a shrub? <laughs> but then they were also like, he has a shrub where you can make a drink called the Lillian, which is inspired by Lillian Smith. So I was like, that's really cool. So, of course, I had to go get it and try it. So what's a shrub, first of all? So the word shrub, spelled just like a short woody plant, actually <laughs> has Arabic origins. The word shrub. And uh, it means beverage or to drink. So shrubs were acidic syrups, very popular during colonial days in America, consisting of sugar, fruit, and instead of citrus, vinegar. And in this age of handcrafted cocktails, shrubs have had a comeback. And it's a pleasure to be able to create shrubs. The, the Lillian cocktail is actually made from the farm to cocktail peach lavender shrub. Um, Lillian was such a um, vibrant uh, individual in her um, stance on so many social justice issues that, but yet she was a woman. And so the peach being very elegant, being very Georgia-esque, uh, lavender being a nice floral flower, it just made sense that if I were to create a cocktail in honor of Lillian, it would need to be the peach lavender but then you add the vodka or the gin <laughs> and then that gets the punch and then and then of course if you've seen her you mentioned that she was a she was a she was a woman and very kind of i don't know if they're formal but elegant and very like comfortable with who she was as a southern woman you know partly i've talked to people about this i think that's partly her persona to kind of get across and to address these issues of race but i love that and you said that when you moved up here you're not originally from Northeast Georgia, that you didn't know about Lillian either, right? I did not. Living in Raven County, uh, in the city of Clayton, where the Lillian E. Smith Center is located, was a great find for me being from Birmingham, Alabama. Growing up in Birmingham, it was a privilege to be a part of all the civil rights history, the museums that exist there, and just the social justices that occurred so I immediately felt connected with her story. Right, and I mean, it's a story you don't think about. I mean, Birmingham has its own history, like you said. You know, marches and everything, and Montgomery right down south of there too, so Alabama. And you don't think about somebody like Lillian Smith being up here in Georgia without these kind of movements on the ground going on. 
but of course what she was doing and what she was saying at the time too. And Julie, I mean, you, you went to Piedmont, which of course is where Lillian went and where the Lillian Lee Smith Center is. Um, and y'all are starting this with your husband, uh, Blue Ridge Roasters. And this actual coffee kind of started as a school project a little bit until y'all started this. So how did this kind of come about? I yeah, guess? that's right. It started out as a school project for some credit <laughs> and it just kind of took on a life of its own from there. I learned a little more about Lillian E. Smith and my husband is a Lillian E. Smith scholar or soon will be. And it just, her story just, it resonated with me. I've always kind of felt like I want to help the underdog. I want to help the people that don't have as much of a voice. I want to do whatever I can to celebrate, you know, those things that we're seeing so much of right now coming back to the surface. It's never gone away. It's been there all this time. It's just been kind of under the surface. And I have my own issues with, you know, being a woman and a woman entrepreneur. And it's difficult. And there's a lot of, I would say, challenges. But knowing that someone like Lillian, a Southern woman in, you know, decades before me, kind of carved out this path, it can be done. And I just, the more I learned about it and the more I read about it, the, the more I'm like, I, we've got to do something to bring this out. There's not enough people in our community that know about Lillian Smith or know about the center or know about what happened here. And I feel like that needs to be... Um, brought to the surface. And, and I want to get to the coffee, but there's one thing that you said that really stuck out that made me think of you and Carlton and others too, is the word entrepreneur. And I mean, I haven't thought about Lillian in regards to that term entrepreneur and actually doing work and, and making money, but she was, if you really look at it. I mean, yes, she took over the camp from her, from her father and she actually bought the camp in 1928. So from her parents, and that's actually when she kind of started doing more things to the camps uh, focused on race and psychology and things like that. But she had to run that camp. She was an entrepreneur at the age of about 30, actually in 28, when she, she took it over when she was 27. But she had to keep track of everything. She had to hire the counselor. She had to do all this stuff and had to keep it going. I mean, she had like 60, 65 campers each year for most of those years. And on top of that, in 1936, when her and Paula actually started the journal. I mean, that's an entrepreneurial thing and calling for subscriptions, yeah. asking for people to, to pay money and to write and do things like that too. And then even of course, with her writing and things of that nature, not necessarily entrepreneurial in those, in those other aspects, but that's what she's doing. Right. So she's carving out that space for herself, not just in regards to her writing, but in regards to these other businesses and ventures that she is partaking in. Some that she inherited, some of course that she kind of started on her own. Right, but the mission's the same. Right. So what about the coffee? So of course we have a shrub and then we have a coffee. So the coffee that we're working on is called Laurel Leaf after the newsletter that she had. We're incorporating some of the original artwork and possibly an image of her on the bag. But the coffee itself is derived from a plantation that's owned by women and it's processed by women and it's part of our fair trade certified program, meaning everybody down the line gets a fair wage for all of the work that they do. That's very, very important to me. And we picked it basically off of those, that was the standard. And then after that, we got to choose by flavor notes. And so we chose some floral f- flavor notes. It's hard to say. <laughs> 
so that it would work with our title and it would help I think incorporate the love that she is was trying to express in everything that she did. Yeah, and Laurel Leaf, of course, is, is the name of the newsletter that she wrote to campers and the campers' parents um, when she was running the camp. So that was the title of it, and that's kind of why we went with that title. And like Julie said, there's actually artwork that was on the Laurel Leaf. I forgot who were the artists who did it, but it's artwork from the camp, basically. So all those things are kind of incorporated into the packaging. So a cup of coffee and a shrub, of course, a cup of coffee early and then the shrub later, or you can switch it around, whatever you want to do. But I kind of want to ask you a couple of other questions. So you do multiple shrubs, Carlton. So, I mean, we're talking about Lillian too, but what other kind of shrub is your favorite that you do? So uh, Farm to Cocktail has five flavors. Of course, the peach lavender dedicated to the Lillian cocktail. But there's also a blueberry lemongrass, a strawberry peppercorn. Which I need to try. Uh, for this fall season, the vanilla pear is an amazing flavor with um, bourbon or whiskey. And then there's a, a lighter cucumber mint as well. And shrubs have that rich history where they were mainly thirst quenchers for agrarian workers. So again, going back to the whole free trade, going back to the people who tend this earth and tend the spirit of this earth, it's, it's a nice uh, to me, dedication and homage to uh, Lillian E. Smith and what she stood for, uh, because we all have that belief that what comes out of us should go back into uh, this world and to help other people. Yeah. So which one's your favorite? My favorite is actually the cucumber mint. I um, enjoy gin cocktails, and so adding a little bit of the cucumber mint to gin, maybe a little bit of elderflower liqueur. But uh, on any given day, that peach lavender and Lillian comes to mind when I'm needing a boost of courage <laughs> to uh, stand up for things because that's what she did. And it's nice to um, have legends to remind you that if you don't you know, stand for something, you're going to fall for everything. And uh, she was never afraid. And uh, so if I were to have the go-to when that type of boldness is needed, whether it be a bold-flavored coffee or bold-flavored cocktail... You know, cheer, sure. cheers to Lillian. And one other thing, too, you can make them non-alcoholic, too, right? Uh, most definitely. Uh, this is Sober October, is a lot of people <laughs> in the uh, cocktail or, um, you know, teetotaling world like to sort of uh, refer to it. So, mocktails. Yeah. And I think people who are going through treatments or people who are expecting, they want to have a nice... Uh, beverage in their hand when they're being social so mocktails were created for that purpose and so whether it's just a twist of lemon or lime and soda water and the peach lavender shrub i don't think lillian would mind that we omitted the, the spirit no. i mean <laughs> the, the, the more the more i hear about her the more i know that she was definitely a cocktail lady so and i don't know exactly what cocktail she drank nancy victor would be able to tell us that but and nancy at 90 is still making cocktails so still drinking, and Nancy's going to get, of course, one of the shrubs. I'm going to send her one. So what do y'all hope, you know, people take away? Like I said, you didn't really know about Lillian, and y'all said a lot about her. You know, wrapping up, kind of, what do you want people to take away from her? I mean, you kind of mentioned about being able to stand up and say things when you know that, when you know you need to say things, right? So what do y'all, along with that, what do y'all hope people take away from her or her story? Well, I'm really hoping that people can gather from her story that we have an ongoing systemic issue that we need to deal with and it has never gone away 
And it's time we actually, you know, think about it and start finding ways to love each other like we're supposed to, whether that's being an entrepreneur and creating a product that expresses that, or it's, you know, doing like you're doing with your podcast and your newsletter and educating people and getting people more informed. I just, I just want to see more love, you know, and I think it's been waiting a long, long time. I mean, you're talking about 48, the camp closed. Right. How many years, you know, was she trying to get this, to get people to just treat each other the way they're supposed to treat each other? And at the camp, of course, what she did was she focused on the kids, too. Right. And I think that that, that was her goal, was to... She realized the effects of racism on the kids that she had at that camp, and she focused on that as well. Well, she really put herself out there to try to change yeah. it. You know, emailing, or not emailing, but sending letters to the parents and trying to get them involved and trying to explain what she was working on. I mean, her curriculum, if you think about it, is, like, huge. Everything she was trying to incorporate in that there were more people like that. I agree with Julie. I'm a big believer of individuality. People, when they bring out of themselves their own original thoughts, it benefits other people. There are so many people today following the toe or the line and they're not stopping to think, well, what matters to me? Lillian spoke about what mattered to her. So I would hope that people would begin to um, think for themselves and share that sentiment with others. Yeah, I mean, that's very important to be able to, to know what you stand for and to know what your thoughts are. So where can people go to actually, you know, buy the shrub or buy some coffee? To, to get some laurel leaf or, you know, the peach lavender to make a Lillian? Well, farm the number 2 cocktail.com is the website. All shipping is free. Uh, hopefully there will be a link in the um, status of this particular podcast for people to find that address. There will be. There are a lot of local markets in the northeast Georgia area around Habersham and Raven County. Um, but please uh, visit the website, and I'm happy to put a little free... Uh, shipping uh, in place. As for the coffee, you will be able to find it in several places in Clayton, on shelves at the coffee shops there, as well as blueridgeroasters.com, where shipping is currently free. And, <laughs> you know, you never know. We might have to make some changes, but we're always going to look out for you. So no, no worries there. You can also stop by the new cafe and roastery in downtown historic Clarksville called The Caffeinery, where we will be roasting on site, and a lot of our roasts will be Laurel Leaf as well as some others. So stop by and see how we make it happen. You heard them. Go to the website. Stop by. And I appreciate y'all spending time with us today and make sure to go out and actually pick up some peach lavender, pick up some laurel leaf or other stuff too. Thank you for having us. Thank you, definitely. Thank you. Thank you for listening to this episode of Dope With Lime. Did you enjoy this episode? Have thoughts? Use the hashtag DopeWithLime on social media or get in touch with us at lescenter at piedmont.edu. You can learn more about Lillian E. Smith and the center by visiting 
www.piedmont.edu backslash les.